Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Time, the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is Friday. We're so close to this NFC Championship. But before we get there, the man next to me is going to be hooking us up, Brian McFadden with Legit Football. How are you, my friend? John, I am fantastic. The only negative is that football is going to be over soon. I'm trying not to think about that. It's the NFL. We're going to have year-long coverage, but the fact that there's only three games left. I might have to watch a flag football Pro Bowl game just to get it fixed. <laughs> it, 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 you know, it's interesting. I really like what they're doing because I remember being a kid and I loved, I absolutely loved all those challenges and who could throw the ball the furthest mm-hmm. and the fastest. And that was just fun. Um, and so I'm excited that they're bringing that back. Oh, look at this. Josh, uh, faithful from birth. Not Josh. Sorry about that. He says 47 hours faithful. Mm, countdown is up. on. I love it, man. So what we're going to be doing today, I'm pretty pumped about. Brian's been with us all year, and we've been detailing the NFC West. Well, guess what? NFC West has been completely eliminated outside of the Niners. That's what's up. That's what's up. And now we're going to cover the AFC matchup first, then the 49ers from an unbiased opinion. You get my biased opinion all the time. Brian just brings facts, man. This dude knows his football, and I love it. I love all the hashtag CCs. So, Brian. Take us away. Let's jump to the AFC because we're acting like the 49ers are going to win this game. We'll detail how in a second. Sure. But you got to play one of these two teams in the Super Bowl in two weeks. So uh, walk us through this AFC championship, my friend. So first thing I want to note for all of these games, and this has been across the board. I've talked to Bills fans too. These are the best four teams in the NFL. And I feel like it's rare that we get that. I think I heard a stat that, the two conference championship games have not been this close in the spreads since like 1998, uh, which is which is a testament to just that, hey, 
as crazy as this NFL season was, John, we actually got the best four teams at the end of the day, which for ju- NFL junkies like you and I, it, it just put it in our veins. We want to see the best of the best compete and, and see who's ultimately the best team in the league. So we'll start with the AFC side. Uh, and the reason I led with that, besides acknowledging that these are the best four teams, is that it's so, so hard to parse the difference between both of these matchups. Uh, it was a little bit harder prior to Mahomes' injury. Uh, once that ankle injury happened, once I watched the way he played in the second half of that game last week against Jacksonville, I was like, okay, well, uh, you know, that that could be the difference maker. But then I see him at a podium and in practice, and I'm like, who is this guy, Wolverine? Like, where did his injury go for him? So I'm going to try to take this analysis assuming that he's at about 85%, which is amazing considering the injury he suffered at the high ankle sprain. Um, but just the fact that he will have some mobility changes everything for this Chiefs stage. So let's start there. We'll start kind of Chiefs offense for Spangles defense. Uh, my podcast earlier today, we broke down unit by unit. So, I mean, I have lots of, of metrics and, and stats. Now, and quickly, yeah. where do they get that content if they want to listen to you more often? Because you all should, if you haven't yet, where do they find that? So our, we got our, our main product, obviously, our daily NFL newsletter. You guys have heard me say it all year long, legitfootball.com. A lot of you, uh, 49ers, Rush Niners, Faithful, have signed up, so thank you. Every but also morning, go to our YouTube. Just go to Legit Football YouTube. We've got multiple podcasts now. You can see the new logo here, uh, Legit Football Podcast. It's a little bit longer. Uh, John, we'll talk about having you on in the offseason. So we Ooh. still have 30 minutes with the timer. But legit football gives a little more room to breathe to really dive into some of the deeper topics without the restriction of a timer. Uh, we have a stats-based podcast called 11 Yards. So just go to check out Legit Football YouTube. Um, we had some Niners fans on the show live earlier today. Uh, yeah, so let's dive in. Let's start with the Mahomes thing. I think that's the biggest, let's say, wild card. Because I don't think anybody can argue that Burrow and Mahomes at this stage are one and two. You can nit, nitpick and say maybe Burrow's number one. I mean, hey, until he's won a Super Bowl, I'm still putting Mahomes ahead of him. Uh, but maybe the injury, that switches. But these are the two best quarterbacks in the NFL, not just objectively, not just the fact that they're meeting the AFC Championship for the second year in a row, but PFF literally has them graded as the top two quarterbacks in the entire league. Uh, but one thing in particular with regards to the scrambling, Mahomes, he is the highest-rated quarterback when on the run, when playing off-platform. It is not just something that looks nice and fun to watch. It is literally gives him an edge over every single quarterback in the NFL. That includes Josh Allen. That includes Joe Burrow. So even if he's 20% off of that and he has to stay in the pocket more and he's a phenomenal pocket passer, let's not make it seem like, oh, he's injured. He's The Chiefs are done. He's still Patrick Mahomes. They've still got Travis Kelsey. They've still got Andy Reid calling the plays. But just that little, and if you're nitpicking, if you're parsing, if you're finding any edge you can to try to pick this game, the fact that he will not be 100%, even if he scrambles, even if he avoids the pass rush, Trey Hendricks and Sam Hubbard, but he cannot get away like he normally can. He has an uncanny way for a guy who doesn't look very fast, John, of just getting a yard. Uh, the grandpa scramble. scoop is what it is. Like his heels up. Like it doesn't it's- make sense. Logically, my eyes don't accept it, but he's at one point during the season, he had a record for number of scrambles without a sack taken to where he was actually out of the pocket because he just has a a weird way to uh, elude. But even if he slowed down a notch, that could be the difference. Maybe Hendrickson doesn't get him the first time, but catches up to him because his ankle was not at 100%. Now, credit Andy Reid. He says, we've got over 300 uh, plays called where Mahomes stays in the pocket. Let's, Let's not get 
carried Calm away down, here. Bro. Calm down, bro. Yeah. <laughs> now, real quick, before we do get carried away, I want to say thank you to Derek and the generosity man in the super chat. He says, thanks, job, for the great content. My job is to inform the people that give me their time. That's why I got Brian here. I mean, you could already hear if this is your first time watching him. Dude knows his stuff in and out of the NFL. We met at the draft. It's almost been a full yes, year did. now. That's crazy um, to think. <laughs> and we've 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 shared bread and drinks at the draft. We did it in Canton. We did it in Miami. Or, we we are building a relationship, baby. I That's love right. it. I love We're it. We're old so, friends at this point, John. You're you're an old friends. It doesn't matter that I'm a Dolphins fan, and but I cover the whole league. Uh, and I'm gonna be doing this as long as you let me. So guys, I'll keep this up in the offseason for 49ers rush too. I um, love it. So now let's look at the whole Chiefs offense versus the Bengals defense. Uh, if you actually look at this Bengals defense individually, let's let's specifically say PFF grades, nothing really stands out. They only have a single starter over 80, and that's Trey Hendrickson at like uh, 81 or 82. They don't have a Nick Bosa who's in the 90s. They don't have uh, a, a, a Micah Parsons. They don't have any of these super studs. However, they're the ninth-ranked overall DVOA defense on the, on the year. Uh, and that goes almost entirely to their defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo. I mean, this guy is an absolute genius. Uh, I've seen a lot of breakdowns lately where he is especially good at game planning for elite quarterbacks. You could, there's a stat last year, really over the past two years, where the effectiveness of Aaron, they played the Packers last year, Aaron Rodgers, three times they've played Mahomes now. Uh, Josh Allen, it's it's crazy. That even the games they ended up losing, what they were able to do in limiting, and what it does is because Anarumo is very, very, we'll call it malleable. They don't have a defense that they just stick to. They game plan game to game and half to half. Last year against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, they, they were getting the doors blown off them, and a lot of people wanted to put that on Mahomes in the second half, and part of it was, but it was because Anarumo completely changed how he was playing. You're going to see a lot of drop eight coverage. What they've tended to do against Mahomes is put as many guys in the passing windows as possible, and it's a zone, so they've got eyes on Mahomes. If he starts to scramble, if he they follow where he's he's throwing, he still makes plays because his arm angles are ridiculous, and he could throw behind, you know, whatever. He'll still make plays, but it makes him hold the ball longer. It makes him get out of the pocket. And you add in that ankle injury, that is such a big thing. Even if he's full, even if he's practicing in full, there's no way he's 100%. That is the edge that I'm paying attention to, John, in this game. Now, what about, yeah, I love this comment, because the last three times they played, Burrow's won. Burrow's beaten yes. a healthy 100% Mahomes. Thank you, Grant Asin. Like, so, I mean, if you take him down from 100 to 85 or whatever, it doesn't matter, we're projecting here. Who's to say Burrow can't beat him even if he is at full strength? So the one thing to keep in mind is all three of those victories, credit Burrow and the Bengals, were by three points. These were not the Bengals dominating. We mentioned the AFC Championship game. They had to come back down 21-3 to last year. So the Chiefs have had success. Mahomes has had success. Uh, the, the, we'll talk about the pass rush. On That's going to be an absolute vital sign on the Chiefs' mm. side. The Chiefs are second in the NFL in sacks behind only the Eagles. Chris uh, Jones, baby. Chris Jones. We're gonna. I want to talk about the defense separately because that is the separate factor. But with regards to Mahomes in the offense against the Chiefs, uh, against the Bengals D, as great as Anarumo is, there's still a talent issue. Eli Apple has played well, but he is the 105th ranked PFF cornerback out of 118 in the NFL, and he's their starting cornerback. Their best quarterback, Awuzie, has been out since about halfway through the year. They don't have him. Uh, Jesse Bates, very solid. 
you've got Von Bell, very solid, but these are like 20 to 25. These are not elite yeah. level players, so they can be beat. Their best unit is actually their linebackers. Um, if you look at uh, Logan Wilson and uh, who's the other? I don't have it in front of me, but um, but they actually are like you know upper 70s, low 80s as far as grade grades go. Um, but no, nobody jumps out. So even with the best scheming, you still have Travis Kelsey, you know, that you have to pay attention to. So then point being Jermaine Pratt was the Jermaine other Pratt. name. Yes, thank NC, you. Yeah, NC State. Correct. So they've been a very solid linebacker core. Um, DJ Reader's been good up the middle, but once again, not on Chris Jones's level. So these guys are beatable even with the best scheme. Uh, talent will win out. Reed will have some great play calls. Point being, I think the Chiefs will score some points. So now let's jump over to the other side of the ball. You've got Ooh. the Bengals on offense. And I'm going, John, so feel free to stop me. because No, dude, I'm sitting here freaking just like soaking right, it up, soaking man. It I'm in. just bringing it, it on, baby. You guys I've been are focusing getting... on the Niners, so this is great. This is great for me. Normally when you have me on, uh, I, I, I give you my picks, but it, there's a lot that goes into my picks. Um, but when you get to this point, these teams are so evenly matched, I try to die for any more so I can. So I've gotten really deep with, with trying to figure out who I think will come out on top. So on the other side of the ball, uh, it, it's kind of the same thing for the most part. The Chiefs actually, the biggest unit as far as differential is the Chiefs defense, which is overall like 17th, 18th in DVOA versus the Bengals offense, which is third. By the way, the Chiefs offense is one, just so we throw that out yeah. there. But there is a big difference there. Uh, red zone defense for the Chiefs uh, has definitely been an issue. It's like 24th or 25th. Uh, so just like the Chiefs, the Bengals will be able to move the ball and the Bengals will be able to score. Their weapons are insane. I mean, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Hayden Hurst has been a good solid tight end, not elite like uh, uh, Kelsey or uh, Kittle, but he can make plays when he needs to. Um, the big question mark here, and we alluded to it earlier, is this patchwork offensive line, which if you look at the, the PFF grades here, it looks like all 50s and like with the players that are out. So they already ruled out uh, Jonah Williams. They've already lost cap of the guard. The highest rated PFF player on that Bengals offensive line right now is Alex Kappa, who's a 64. Oh, and by the way, he's also banged up. He will play in this game, but he played the last game injured. He had a leg injury, so he's not at 100%, and he's only the 15th best center in the league, according to PFF. But they held up well last week, right? Well, the Bills without Von Miller have been like, one of the a bottom right. five for pass rush. Add in the fact that there is there is snow and it's harder to get traction in a snow game. So it's it's ten it's typically harder for a defensive lineman to get push and to get a rush. And I think for whatever reason they just came out flat. There was the, the motivation surprised me. I was watching that game and I kept saying to myself, it looks like the Bengals have way better cleats yeah. than the Bills do. They were pushing it was their back. home field and they yeah. were sliding around. And I was like, man, none of the Bengals players are sliding around. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, so that I, I, weather was an effect. No, maybe since he was more prepared, but it's supposed to be sub-freezing, but I haven't seen anything with precipitation with regards to this game at Arrowhead. So it's going to be cold, which doesn't affect either team. They both play in cold weather, uh, but without that edge of the precipitation. So now you have this banged-up offensive line. Earlier on my podcast, one of my guests said it's a one-and-a-half offensive lineman because Karras is not 100%. Bad. Three starters out, and you're going up against... Chris Jones, who is the number one ranked interior lineman in the NFL ahead of He's Aaron He's my Donald number two player year. for defensive player of the year. Like, that's yeah. how high, and we all know about Chris Jones. And now, before you jump into your picks, and I know you still got some more, I want to give a chance to the chat. I want you guys to tell us who do you got in this game, Chiefs or Bengals. Throw it up in the chat. I'm curious to see who you guys think is going to win as Brian keeps breaking this game down in awesome fashion, I might say. 
Thank you. I did the work. I'm trying, it's, it's nice. I just love talking about this stuff. Um, so yeah, you look at uh, the defense. This, this is the one thing where if the Chiefs want a chance to win this game, it has to be here. You have to have Chris Jones, uh, Frank Clark on the other side, who's not an elite pass rusher, but when Jones is getting pressure, they tend to want to double team and that leaves opportunities for Clark. Carl uh, Loftus, the rookie out of Purdue, their first round pick, has been very good in the second half of the season, started off rough. He's been able to make some plays and get some pressures. Like I mentioned earlier, number two in the NFL in sacks. So not only do they get pressure, but they're able to actually get to the quarterback and bring him down against an offensive line that I do think we'll see uh, play to where we ex- maybe expected them to last week. This is not a Bills pass rush who's not good anyway playing on the frozen tundra of in, in Orchard Park. This is a, a pass rush who has been able to get and up the middle is even harder to defend. That's why Aaron Donald has always been such a game changer. And guess why the Bengals lost in the Super Bowl last year is because Aaron Donald got up the middle on that fourth down play to get to Burrow and, ma- and make him throw an Aaron and pass. And the officials. And the officials. <clears throat> and the officials. That was well, one of the worst calls we ever. We can't predict the up. officials, oh. so I am not. I don't put that into my analysis. I was pissed. Hopefully that's not something that actually comes back. But So that is the difference. Uh, you have a, a, a very young secondary for KC. They're starting uh, uh, one rookie and one second-year player. Uh, Laverius Sneed has actually been good. He's the top 10 corner, according He's to been PFF. Great, man. Yes, uh, so that is surprising. But other than that, um, Juan Thornhill in his second year, you got Trent McDuffie. Uh, Jalen Watson, who's played well, got an interception um, in the playoffs. But none of them are studs, and you're, they're not going to be able to slow down. So the Bengals will score. Uh, their linebackers have been good against the run. I'll say that. Uh, Nick Bolton has actually been one of the best linebackers in the NFL at stopping the run, especially on outside zone, something the Bengals like to run with Mixon. So the two X factors here, if you're a Chiefs fan or if you want to bet on the Chiefs, which I don't recommend, but if if that's the angle you want to go, is to hope that they can shut down the run and just make them one-dimensional. It's a hell of a dimension because you got Burrow, Higgins, Chase, fine, Uh, but then hope that Chris Jones, Frank Clark, George Karloftis can get pressure on this very beat-up Patrick offensive line, Uh, and I do think they will, certainly more than last week. Yeah, I like it. Now, I, I I see the chat and everybody saying Bengals, 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 Bengals. It's like a nine to one. And a lot of that is because we hate the Chiefs so much. And <laughs> I think some of that is because of the Mahomes ankle injury. So if we're putting this into a computer, you're going to say the Bengals because they beat the Chiefs three times in a row. Right. Because Patrick Mahomes ankle, because Burrow just kind of does Burrow things. I want the Bengals to win. If I could pick the matchup for the 49ers in the Super Bowl, I know we're looking ahead. We'll deal with the 49ers matchup here in a second. I want to play the Bengals. We played them last year, and it went down to overtime. It was an absolutely incredible game. I do not want to play Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think Burrow's incredible. Like, I'll be honest. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes could be the greatest football player quarterback of all time. Like, I if, can't if argue he with stays that, on this trajectory, I don't want to play him. Now, if we do play them, let's go. Let's bring it on. But if we're talking about easiest path for the 49ers to ring six, not that the Bengals are bad. Um, I believe the game is a matchup. The NFL is a matchup league. I think we match up better with the Bengals than we do the Chiefs, which we saw earlier this year. We did have seven defensive starters out, whatever. But, uh, yeah, we hate the Chiefs. What's up, Bobby? I love it. We hate the Chiefs. Um but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Bengals by an ankle. I love that, Phil. That is awesome. So what is your kind of final? Let's wrap this game up. Tell us what you think is going to happen, who your pick is. So I love that you said if you put this into a computer, it would be Bengals. Uh, and I agree. All logic points to Cincinnati. It would point to Cincinnati even without the Mahomes injury. The injury just adds to that. 
but I was watching a video of a breakdown of Mahomes during the Bucks Super Bowl that they lost, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pressured him on over 50% of the snaps uh, on the, the pass, passing downs. They got, I think he had 395 cumulative rushing yards behind the line of scrimmage in that game. But this highlight reel was the Bucks players just fanboying over Mahomes and like, this guy's a magician. How is he doing that? And you see the amount of plays he made that just kept getting dropped. Tyreek Hill dropped a touchdown. Uh, Travis Kelsey dropped a, a, what would have been a crucial uh, first down. You had, uh, it was a, Nicole Hardman dropping a, a touchdown. He just made insane plays and it, those drops could have turned around. So logically, Cincinnati makes all the sense in the world, but I feel like going with Mahomes. I feel like picking the Chiefs. I just, I'm with you, John. This could be the greatest football player we've ever seen. Um, from a physical standpoint, and hopefully he eventually gets the trophies to, to at least be compared to Brady as, as far as GOAT status. Uh, so my heart wants to see Mahomes do this. I'm also, uh, you know, I listened to the the New Heights podcast, which is the two Kelsey brothers. So I want to hear what Travis has to say as they overcome this. And you're not wrong, 49ers faithful, that you're putting everybody, everybody's picking the Bengals. So that's also part of me is like, I kind of want to see Mahomes do this. Yes, they've lost uh, to Burrow and the Bengals. And yes, Anarumo's put together brilliant game plans, but Andy Reid is the best current coach in the NFL, maybe one of the best of all time. I have faith that he can counter whatever counters Andy Reid doing. He's only got one Super Bowl. He's only got one he has, Super Bowl. He does, but his, what is this, like, AFC yeah. Championship game number, like, eight or nine? Or ten. Or something, yeah, yeah, something. It's crazy. So I just feel like he can get there. Uh, both of these games can will literally come down to probably a, a, a turnover or a ball bouncing one way or a bad call. So if I have to choose one direction for this game, I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I love it. I, and I, I hope you're wrong. But, yeah, there's no wrong pick here because in all four of the games, which you talked about, they're so damn close. They're so, so close. close. They, and these I'm not betting these, teams. just so we're clear. I am not betting either of these games. I'm going to do a teaser bet this week, which I'm going to highlight on Patreon, but I'm not doing straight up. I'm going to, I, I did bet the 49ers to cover and I will do a teaser bet with the 49ers and probably Bengals, but I'm still waiting on that. Now, one thing I'm not waiting on, look at this stud. One of the producers of this show, Kilted Niner fan. I love it. What's up, James? Uh, bring in the generosity. He says, I cannot wait for the Niners-Eagles game. It's going to be a slugfest. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free.
That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This turnovers, penalties battle will be the deciding factor i freaking love it and that's what we're going to spend the second half of this show on and again i want to say thank you to kilted niner 49 george 365 and trent poe uh they are the show's executive producers and we got clayton the madman behind the scenes he is running all of the freaking chat doing an incredible job now before we jump over and do everything we can. We're going to spend a little bit of time on this 49ers-Eagles game. We got our bets this week. And again, I haven't been betting a lot this week, but we're putting everything up um, on our Patreon channel. And if you want to bet with us, the best place, BetUS. Excited to announce our new betting partner, BetUS. They have the simplest platform that I've experienced, and it's very easy to get in. They have their props up all the time. All you got to do is use the link in the description of this video and or podcast, whatever you're watching or listening. Just That's going to take you there. You get a 125% sign-up bonus whenever you deposit at least $50. You get a 100% match on all your sports betting and a 25% free bet on a casino betting. They've got everything you need, whatever sport it is, basketball, football, baseball, whatever. Futures, they've got so much stuff up on. It is so fun. We've been betting here for a while. We have done very, very well. So if you want to bet with us, head over to BetUS, but make sure you use the link in this description so that you get that bonus and it helps out the show Fast, easy payouts. Customer service is great. Um, first time I deposited with them, I called just to see how it would go. Talk to a human in less than like 10 seconds. It was simple. So check it out. Link in the description of this video. Bet with us at BetUS. All right. Let's do it. This is what we're here for. 49ers Eagles. I'm, I'm excited to see kind of like what James said. This is it's funny because the AFC battle is like great quarterbacks. The yeah. NFC battle is great rosters and yes. great defense. You know what I mean? So it's just run game defense. Whew. As I an NFL this. junkie, I mentioned this on my podcast and, and you're exactly right. Quarterbacks versus rosters. I would rather this be the primetime game. I want this is the like football game that I'm most interested in seeing. Uh, as an NFL, people like quarterbacks, the casual fan. We are NFL junkies here, John. I want to see it all. And these are the two best rosters, top to bottom, yes. of the entire National Football League. Uh, I think it's a crime that it's at 12 Pacific, but I'm happy to watch either way. Um, so, yeah, let, let's dive into this. This one was even harder for me to parse because of that, because of the fact that these two rosters don't really have any glaring weaknesses at all on either side. So I had to really dive deep into unit by unit, into red zone efficiencies, into, uh, you know, past performances and just all sorts of stuff. So 
let's start with the most obvious thing. I know you guys, quarterback has been the thing that everybody's bringing up, right? As Brock Purdy, undefeated in the NFL. What a fantastic story. Um, let's go ahead and dispel the, the myth that he's not up to the moment. BS, out the window. Clear, he's had opportunities to show us that he's scared. It, it's not happening. He's got um, twice as many playoff wins as uh, Jalen Hurts. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. He's, 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 that, that is not a consideration to me. Him not being bigger, him, him not having the nerves... I'm already convinced of that. That's out the door. Uh, and he runs this offense so well. He understands how to run the offense, uh, to, to just be smart, be decisive, get the ball to your playmakers. Um, he's not without his faults, though. His faults, I will say, especially compared to Jimmy Garoppolo, much smaller. And that's been one of the differences. Is Jimmy was more prone to maybe do two or three more dumb decisions or, or bad throws, or, or in addition to not having the kind of escapability and mobility that Purdy has. Uh, but there was one throw in particular in that Cowboys game uh, that is indicative, I think, of something that could be worrisome with a much better secondary for the Eagles. So it was a play that he went deep to Ayuk, he rolled to his left, there was pressure, and he threw it late and behind to the right, and it was a dropped pick. Uh, yeah. So an incomplete pass, didn't end up in anything, but Ayuk was open. Ayuk had both guys beat the corner and the safety. If he throws that earlier, or at least has the the if he had a Mahomes cannon it could actually let him to the left that's a touchdown uh I'm not saying he broke he has that to... down pretty extensively on our Patreon and said the exact same thing you're saying now yeah I watched that live and I was like oh he better hope that doesn't get picked and it wasn't and that was the only one of those I I saw the other one that was a dropped pick was a tipped pass I actually think he threw that accurately and it just got the what the, the slant to Ayuk and it was not his fault it got tipped but those are the kind of things that the Eagles secondary will probably catch so I mentioned this when I was breaking down, everybody said, oh, the Giants and, and, and what's the difference between the Giants beating the Vikings and why they lost so badly to the Eagles. So the Vikings actually have a pretty good pass rush. The Eagles uh, have a the best pass rush overall top to bottom in the NFL, and they have the best secondary in the NFL. It's just those two things combined. And there was a play where Daniel Jones, where when he would escape from the Vikings pass rush, and they've got... Daniil Hunter and Ladarius Smith. I mean, they have guys that can get pressure. Um, but when the Eagles got pressure and Daniel Jones rolled out versus when the Vikings got pressure, he still had three wide receivers open against that Viking secondary. He did it against the Eagles, and he threw an interception to James Bradbury in the first quarter because the, the they blanketed those receivers. Getting Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back uh, to man that safety position is big. Um, Darius Slay and Bradbury on the ends. Uh, they're not the best tackling corners. They're not horrible. But that is, if you're, once again, I'm, I'm nitpicking here, John. Right. And the fact that that is the, the Niners game, that's an edge you guys could look for, is Debo and, and Ayuk don't need to beat anybody deep. I actually don't think they should have a lot of shots to, to deep over the field unless it's like just to keep the, the defense honest. Get your playmakers the ball in space and hope that those Eagles defenders miss tackles. The, the, the linebackers as well. Very good. TJ Edwards has been a, a nice surprise for the Eagles, um, but that's a weakness for them. But there's just that the fact that their secondary is so good and Dallas's secondary is not very good outside of Trevon Diggs. So you don't have that extra, oh, if you escape the pass rush, but then guys are going to get open. It's a lot harder to do that when you have an elite secondary coming back. So that's one thing to monitor. Um, let's go to the other side, quarterback play. Anybody who said that Jalen Hurts is a system quarterback uh, and then saw the drop-off yeah. has to be like, okay, this guy is... Legit, he was an MVP candidate for a reason. Uh, he he's so multidimensional. This isn't a guy that if you can't scramble, fine, he'll beat you from the pocket. Uh, if you shut down their their receiving game, which is difficult because they have one of the best receiving tandems in the NFL, fine, they'll run for 200 yards a game. 
this will be a hell of a test for this Niners defense, which no question best in the NFL. I think that Bosa should get the defensive player of the year. And I do, I actually think he will. I think on, at this, we talked earlier in the season, I thought Parsons for narrative season points. I think Bosa's got it locked up, but they are going to be tested like they've never been tested before. And they're going up against the best offensive line. It's like so many on both sides of the field. It's got the best linebacker for the Niners. You got the, uh, the best, um, player and defense and Nick Bosa you got the best offensive line this best on best all over the field which makes me really excited it makes this game so hard to pick yeah now uh, I'm seeing this in the chat you know it looks like Elijah Mitchell came in as doubtful so everybody else Mm. seems good to go there's two doubtful players Jimmy Garoppolo's out um but Elijah Mitchell and Avery Thomas are doubtful now I did get a question from Josh in the email right before I went live for the show What's your take on Elijah Mitchell just always being injured? Um, it seems like, you know, it's only his second, it's his sophomore season. Mm-hmm. I think this is his fourth or fifth injury that he's dealt with. Now, I, I do think that he'll play, but he still has not practiced this week and it's a groin issue. What are your takes on that? Uh, I'm going to talk about the entire running back situation in, in San Francisco in general because I think that is absolutely essential john because the one and people say the the eagles defense is mid we i got that comment from the niners fan on our podcast earlier they've actually been much better um since they added linval joseph and dominican sue isn't playing a lot and since jordan davis came back into the lineup and they actually put him back in the middle which they hadn't been doing for that game against the giants and they were able to shut down saquon except for like one run uh but that's still the better place to beat them Number mm. one, you're able to get yards. The one game they lost with Hurts in is because the the commanders ran it like 44 times. They were only knocking off like 3.5 yards per carry, but they committed to it. It kept the Eagles offense off the field. Uh, they were certainly more likely to move the ball than they were against the Eagles elite pass rush or the Eagles elite secondary. So if there is a place to attack them, it's in the running game. I know CMC's playing. I know he practiced again today. But he's not 100%. The calf thing clearly kept him out towards the end of that game. If Elijah Mitchell is missing too, let's say CMC needs a spell. Let's say he isn't 100%. Having Mitchell coming in there, a guy you know can just get you a few yards, and he's been running fantastic. If he doesn't play, that's actually huge. If he does play and he's not 100%, that's huge because the Niners have to be able to run the ball with at least some effectiveness. You don't have to be busting out 20-yard runs, but you have to control the clock. You have to give Purdy play-action situations to make those linebackers and those that the defensive backs pause just for a half a second to let the receivers get open and then hope for yards after the catch opportunities. So uh, Mitchell was... I, I don't want to address whether he's injury-prone or not, but just the running back situation in general. If he plays, if he doesn't play, that's actually a really big loss, I think. I think he's going to play. I, I really, really do. Um, and he, my thing is this. Let's say that he doesn't play, but I think he will. Will Kyle Shanahan trust Jordan Mason to be that banger? And We've seen Jordan Mason been incredible every single chance he's got, but will Kyle trust him? Now, the one good news is this. Jordan Mason getting all the first-team reps the last two days with CMC resting for his calf and Elijah Mitchell being out. So I know Debo's going to get some work back there, and it's playoff time, so you, you you don't hold back any punches. The idea of like limiting Debo's snaps or touches or carries, screw that biz. If Debo gets 15 touches this game, that's not a bad thing. Um, but, yeah, you look at what Jordan Mason has just done this year. I see the question in here, faithful from birth. Let me open it up real quick. I got it right here. It's not too far. But if you look at just kind of what – you know, Jordan Mason, he's got six yards, 6.0. 
yards per carry, Jordan Mason this year, which is incredible. Elijah Mitchell, 6.2. Christian McCaffrey, 4.7. Debo, 5.5. I think you can run against this Eagles team. You can. It's not as easy as I think a lot of people keep making it out to be. Right. But you can beat them. I want to comment. Somebody mentioned in the chat that the Eagles D is good and SFs is great. Uh, just for some realism, that I agree that SFs is better, but this Eagles defense is great. They're a top five unit in DVOA, and they're markedly better than the team that you guys just played in Dallas. Dallas, over the last half of the season, actually was like 23rd or 24th in overall DVA, DVOA on defense. Basically, unless they got to the quarterback, they actually they had one of the worst, like 28th or 29th in pass defense DVOA. That's not what you're getting here. You're getting a defense that is great front to back. Like I said, TJ Edwards is a top 10 linebacker, uh, surprisingly. Not as good as Fred Warner, and, and that linebacker crew you guys have is, is phenomenal, but don't discredit or undervalue how good this Philadelphia Eagles defense is. John is right. You have to be able to run the ball. You have to be able to control the clock, set up play-action situations, give Purdy more manageable situations so that he's able to make quick decisions, get the ball out quick, because he will get rushed. He will face pressure. He faced pressure against Dallas last week, and this Eagles pass rush defense is better. They have four guys with 10 sacks or more. It's not just a one-guy operation. Um, And they're going to test this young interior offensive line for you guys. Trent Williams will do his thing on the end. Uh, Hopefully McGlinchey plays the game of his life, but I'm more worried about the interior. They do a lot of stunts. They do what they can to get pressure up the middle. Uh, don't discredit this this Eagles D, guys. No. And and I think I love this question from Juan. Shout out to uh, Juan Salas, the man behind everything that is the 49ers rush. He says, how many run attempts do we need this game? Usually I say 30, 32, 35, but this is going to be a weird game because both these teams want to run the ball. They want running clock, and it's going to run. This is going to be a shortened yeah. game as far as plays, drives, all that going. So my number is 26. Like, it's a lot lower. Last week was 32. They hit 32 exactly. Um, This week, 26, just because it's a shortened game. Um, And so first downs are going to be at a premium for the 49ers. If they can get first downs running the ball, the 49ers will stay in control of this game. If they can't, similar to what they did to the Cowboys, a lot better roster, even though they beat the Cowboys. Um, But I understand not that many teams can win with their second and third string backup quarterbacks. I know that that is a rare trait in today's NFL. Uh, I wonder if there's a team. Trust me, I know as a Dolphins fan, we had our third Uh, string rookie. (laughs) Did not play as well as Brock Purdy. Y'all picked him 15 picks before Brock Purdy. I'm just saying. That that we did. Well, I didn't think we would have to use him, but you guys didn't think you'd have to use Purdy. No, um, Skyler actually looked pretty good a couple part, parts of that game. Just he got better consistent. in the second half once he got some confidence. So I, I think it, with him, it's mental. He's got the physical traits. He needs to learn. The biggest difference between him and Purdy, because the offenses obviously are similar, right? Uh, McDaniel mm-hmm. coming from the Shanahan tree, is that Purdy's so much more decisive. He understands where he needs to go with the ball, goes through his progressions quickly, and gets the ball out. Skyler holds the ball way too long. This offense is not designed for you to hold the ball and wait for guys to get open. They're schemed open. You just need to hit them when they're open, and they might not look open to you but they're nfl open so he needs to learn these kind of things i do think skylar has a bright future at least as a backup um but he's got he's got some some growing to do yeah now uh before we get to brian's picks and all that kind of stuff this weekend i'm pretty pumped uh i'm not going to the game physically but we're going to be throwing a virtual tailgate party uh 49ers first eagles we're going to start 30 minutes before kickoff so 11 30 a.m it's completely free um, all you have to do is download, if you look at the description of this video, it's called the Jan app, J-J-A-A-N-N. And if you don't want to download an app because that's not your thing, you don't have to. 
Just follow the instructions below. Click that link. Make sure you use our password so that it is free for you, and it helps us out considerably. We're going to be hanging out through the first quarter. You can kind of see a pick here. Uh, we get to throw a whole bunch of people up on the chat and the video screen, which is so fun. We got Drink Roulette. So bring your drink of choice or drinks of choice, and we're going to sit down to have a good time. We're going to tailgate together. We're going to watch the first quarter together. We're going to have a great time together. So that's the Jan app. And again, uh, description and instructions just right here in the description of this video or podcast, completely free to you. Okay. So cost you nothing and it's open to everybody. So the easy way to support the podcast as well. Now, Brian, before you get your stuff in, I want everybody in the chat. Now is the time Tell us what you think the final score prediction for this 49ers-Eagles game is going to be as Brian walks us out of here, man. Go ahead. I, I'm scared. Brian's a little too real. He keeps things a little too real sometimes. I try to be as objective as possible, even with my <laughs> Dolphins. Uh, and like I said, this game has probably been the hardest game I, I've picked all year for any game. Uh, and you have to get so granular and find one edge here or the other. So it ultimately comes down to a couple things. One, I think the the link is going to be insane. I think that the Eagles fans are on a different level. Uh, don't get me wrong. I've been to many Niners games, and Niners fans are fantastic. But Philadelphia for an NFC championship game, that place is going to be insane. Purdy has not gone, has not played in this environment. I don't think that'll rattle him, but it's a slight edge. I'm looking for, for centimeters here, guys. Uh, and then it ultimately comes down to the two quarterbacks. You've got a guy who has been a fantastic story, uh, Mr. Irrelevant, um, I do think the game will not be because he makes some crucial mistake. That That's not it. But I just think he's his, he's been where he needs to be. As far if you look at PFF grade, he's like right around the 70s, which is honestly all you need from him. Jalen Hurts is top four. He's, uh, you know, approaching that elite level. He is an MVP caliber uh, candidate for much of the year. The one concern I had with him was his shoulder. He didn't look the slightest bit injured last week. So if I have to pick something, it's at home in Philadelphia. These two two teams are so evenly matched. I have to give the edge to Jalen Hurts at the quarterback position. Uh, definitely giving uh, Shanahan the coaching edge, but it's going to be a, a, a ball bouncing one way, a call going one way, and uh, somebody yeah, dropping so a pick too. and somebody not dropping a pick. I have to make a pick, and I'm sorry, guys, I have to go with the Eagles here. Ooh, look at this. Maybe like one or two. I think it's going to be like, yeah. Stick with it, man. You do what you got to do. Now, I will say this. We're going to have you back on next week or the following week. We're going to the Super Bowl regardless. Um, We'll be throwing a party out there. Even if the Niners don't win, I'm still going out there with the Arizona chapter. We're going to be throwing a 49ers party. But when the 49ers win, notice I didn't say if, when the 49ers win, we'll be throwing three parties, Friday night, Saturday, and then a tailgate before the game out there in Arizona. The chat's not happy with me right now. (laughs) Hey, let them have it, man. Let them have it. And so uh, here's what I recommend. If you really want to get back at Brian, subscribe to his podcast. Podcast, go, go into his chat and <laughs> tell you me just all you can fire them up in the yeah. chat that is where it's at there is um, not a single super bowl matchup that would shock me in the slightest though chiefs no. Bengals, niners eagles that's what i mean like i'm gonna love whatever the matchup is and be happy whoever wins so there we go so yeah i mean man brian you cut me deep i knew it was you frodo <laughs> i knew it was you uh frodo frodo anyway anyway got a little lord of the rings godfather uh mashup there i like fredo fredo (laughs) i knew it was you fredo sorry about that but man this has been fun i want to say thank you brian so much want to say thank you to clayton the man behind the scene and most importantly thank you to the listeners this week i keep saying this and you know be in the moment this is incredible what you've won 12 games in a row with the third string quarterback niners fans enjoy this 
enjoy this and allow the national media to say the 49ers have no chance. Brian didn't say that. He picked the Eagles to win, but he said several times it's going to be close. It's going to be close. Yeah. And that's these two rosters. It is close. I'm so pumped about this matchup, man. Uh, love I, it. I want to add Shot one Jay. more bit of color real quick, John, Ooh, on that ahead. exact thing you just said. Uh, yeah, I cover the NFL, but you guys all know I'm a Dolphins fan. We haven't been to a Super Bowl since I was four. We have been to the playoffs three times since the year 2000. You guys are in the NFC Championship game for, what, the third time in the last four years? Yeah. Like, enjoy this. It, it didn't matter that you got a first quarterback gone? Fine. Second quarterback gone? Fine. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the game. Hopefully for you guys, the, the Niners win. But if not, what an amazing season, John. In the preseason, we were saying, oh, this is two years from now. Niners are there. You know, That was my that was my state. It was the 2023-year 20, yeah. season. That's when I was expecting the Niners to make it to the Super Bowl. Not this year. And we're not there yet. But I do got to say, ouch, population you, bro. That is rough hearing that stretch. Niners got it good, man. And uh, I appreciate you putting that into perspective for us. Even if you didn't pick our team, that's okay. We still love you, Brian. Um, <laughs> that's going to do it for us here. We got a lot more content coming your way. Uh, way. Patreon still got a couple more breakdowns coming up. Uh, just loaded the scouting report against the Eagles with my man uh, Ant from 49ers Cutback. That's available on Patreon. Um, now, also, let me just say this real quick. Tomorrow... We are going to be doing our full scouting report predictions and all that stuff uh, brought to you by the man, Coach Cruz. He's the best there is. So still lots more content coming your way. And, of course, party with us right before kickoff, 30 minutes on the Jan app, or just follow the links down there. But until next time, that's going to do it. Brian, any closing remarks? I love football. Oh, my God. This that's is it. great. We're so lucky. <laughs> We're so lucky. All right. Until yeah. next time, stay strong, faithful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.